0: One, Mark.
1: All right. Round two, we are back at it again for the second time in the same week. So I don't know if I'm going to do it yet, but Aaron and I previously were recording on a Saturday night because uh, Maddie's out of town, correct? Correct. Uh, Caitlin is out of town, and Cody is out of town. So Aaron and I are bachelors on the town, and how do we spend our Saturday nights I have been playing Skyrim all day. It's nine oh nine Eastern Standard Time as I'm recording this, and I can't wait to finish this episode so I can go back to playing Skyrim till about midnight and pass out. Um, that's what single—that's what well, I guess like legally single guys do on a Saturday night. Hey man,
0: you know what I got? I've got a four pack of beer and a bottle of whiskey. Like I'm gonna go put a video game on after this, rip a bong head, and and chill out. You know, maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get through that four pack. And give myself a headache in the morning. What, uh, what game <laughs> yeah. are you playing? Excuse me, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Is it a, okay? Um, are you on a PlayStation Five, or you got the? Oh. I got the PlayStation Four. I can't wait to upgrade. So I, I, re- I really can't. Upgrade. I want
1: to get Forbidden West, and I really want to get Elden Ring too. Also, not two, but also,
0: Elden Ring looks awesome. Yeah, the reviews are off the hook. So I'm at the yeah, weird. It's like.
1: I'm in that weird zone right now because the new – so um, Major League Baseball, the show, doesn't put out new updates between December and when they release the new game in April. And I don't play online. Um, I, I I love the shit out of that game. I just don't play online. Um, so, I, like, everything's maxed out. I'm not doing a whole lot of stuff. You know, I've kind of just gotten to the level that I want with it. So I'm in, like, a four-month where I move over to other games that I – play periodically so i've been just going back to skyrim i started a brand new campaign and i've just been going hard for like two months
0: you know it's funny that you say that i I put that on the playstation too about a, um about a month ago and i was working through it just kind of like for shits and gigs <laughs> uh but anyway yeah per- it's a really fun game um it's probably the third or fourth time that I've picked it up in my entire life. So that, I like it kind of shows how cool it is. There was a there was a blogger that wrote about Skyrim recently and it was so cool because I didn't realize this but they were like, "Hey, isn't it weird that we're talking about Skyrim 10 years later?" Yeah, so that
1: game came out. Uh, it's been is it's about 10 years because I was living in Germany. Um uh, it was my I was at my first duty station. I think it was 2012. Is yeah, it's like right at 10 years because I had an Xbox
0: 360 two consoles ago, yeah. I had Xbox three three... consoles, three consoles ago now for you, yeah. That's uh, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3. Oh, I so I had it on the 360 and then PlayStation 2, and it's for Xbox, all relative, same, same, uh, same year, Xbox 360,
1: yeah. Yeah, because I remember I went, I walked down to the power zone, and I bought it the day it came out, because uh, I had just bought Diablo 3, and the computer I was using, the hardware wasn't good enough to run Diablo 3, so I had to get another game until I could afford to buy another computer, because I was just private first class Jones making no money, and I couldn't afford to do any
0: of that. That was after my first deployment, and it was a great game for all of us Joes to play in between paydays. So, we'd have like the one big night that you got on payday, and then everybody hold up for two weeks. And, you know, like people were still partying on the weekends, but it wasn't everybody. It's like, yeah, I've got a six pack and a bottle of really cheap whiskey or something, (laughs) kind of like what I'm doing tonight. But, you know, yeah, we used to go 10 years ago get like the military special
1: bourbon, the like $6 a bottle or $12 a bottle for a liter. But so, do you
0: remember taking breaks uh, in between the game to go hang out in the hallway and talk about the video games? Oh well, I mean, we just everybody's had, just getting hammered. So yeah, yeah,
1: Germany was like this wild, unruly place. So I get to I get stationed in Germany in September of two thousand eleven. Um, my roommate is at BLC at uh, WLC back then. Or maybe he's in the field. But, like, the first thing I do, because I'm a fucking nerd, is I get in there, and they've got, like, all the rules and regulations for the barracks. And it's just me. I'd ship my household goods maybe, like, three days prior. So, it's coming overseas. So, it's like an eight-week waiting period until I've got all my shit, and I'm not dressed for a German winter. It's September, but it's cold. I have a laptop and, like, enough clothes to get me by. Um, So... I'm reading these rules and regulations and in the barracks policy it says you can smoke in the barracks as long as, at the barracks rooms, as long as both roommates agree to it. So I went out and bought we a... had that too. I went out and bought a carton of uh, camel filters because I smoked camel reds at the time but I went out and bought a carton of camel filters and it was a long weekend too. Like I got there on a Thursday but it was a four day. So I sat in my room With my smartphone that did not work, uh, some janky-ass internet, and a pack of, uh, a carton of Camel filters, and I just sat there and smoked Camel filters and played games on my laptop for four days straight. And then, like, Germany was wild, too, because our, well, it probably was the same for you. Your class six was 24 hours, wasn't it? Uh, sure was. Yeah, so we'd get out of the, like, and... The bars in Germany at least um, they closed whenever they wanted to close So most of them closed about somewhere between 1 a.m and 2 a.m but they had basement bars that knocking you here is the one of the three dogs <laughs> one of the three dogs scratching um, but they had basement bars and you'd like walk out and the sun would be up. it was super fucking dangerous but me and this group of guys it sounds like Korea to me yeah me and this group of guys we'd like leave bars at 2am. Walk, uh, catch the bus back to post. Walk into the shopette. Everybody spend eight dollars on a pack of military special bourbon and grab a twelve pack of coke. And we'd stay up till eight or nine o'clock in the morning, just getting belligerent, drunk, playing guitar, listening to. Uh, I was trying to get all these guys into like Americana and off of the pop country shit. Um, so we were just listening to. Oh God, I don't even remember who was out then. Um, But, like, a lot of Hank Williams III, a lot of uh, Turnpike. What's been
0: them pills I took?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that album, too. Um, That album came out in, like, 05 or 06, though. Uh, The uh, Turnpike Troubadours had just come out. Uh, Trampled by Turtles, Shovels and Rope had just had, like, one of their first Mm -hmm. bigger singles. Trampled by Turtles, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, Tedeschi Trucks. um, And then, of course, Drive-By. Isbell, Jason Boland, Pat Green, Randy Roger. Yeah, it was.
0: Hey, So a friend of mine just went and saw Isbell recently, and he said Isbell's concert was the best live concert he's ever been to. It was mixed so well. He was like, it could have been listening to a studio album. And I don't mean that it was boring like I no. put on my headphones. It was they had their own unique like I'm um, playing a live show thing that they would do but it was mixed perfectly and let's be honest like when it comes to the drive by truckers and all of their alum jason isbell's the most talented out of all of them and well he uh, the most to be the probably one I the, like most, the least but i would say like the most talented as an
1: individual artist because collectively like the drive by truckers are, or truckers are a like A very talented group. Like, once you put all those skills together. But Jason Isbell, as an individual artist, I would give you is probably like the most talented overall.
0: Yeah, Mike Cooley is really good at playing guitar solos. Songwriting, not too strong. He's not like too poppy. And then uh, Patterson Hood. His
1: songwriting ability is incredible.
0: His songwriting ability is incredible. But guess what? He's a shit guitar player. Yeah. Uh, If you you like.
1: Dalton Domino is another one of those that, like, his guitar playing and his songwriting is... Or Evan Felker, the lead singer of Turnpike. You know, there's those... Like, Turnpike Troubadours is so musically talented, but if you... Evan Felker could have an incredible career by himself. He could be another Isbell. Uh, Was was your friend at the show where... uh, Is it David Nash? Uh, The guy from Crosby, Stills, and Nash? Uh, Do you know... So...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, it was the it was a show in Bellingham, uh, Washington. Just within the last two months or something. Um, for some reason, Bellingham has a a big studio hall for for music. Charles Bradley played there David a number Crosby, of years ago.
1: David Crosby, maybe, uh, maybe it was David Crosby. I one of the guys from Crosby, Stills and Nash. The guy who wears the beanie. He's got the really good mustache. I think that's David Crosby. Um, he did a, um, yeah, it is David Crosby. So I saw an article that he showed up to an Isbell concert, and Isbell and Crosby played uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash's Ohio together.
0: Good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but for as much shade as I'll, I'll throw on, on Isbell, uh, what I would also say is like uh, outfit that drive by song that he sings is like all I, it will bring me to tears. Dude. God good, God, good. God lonely love. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's another good one. Uh, boys from Alabama. Oh no, yeah. no, that was, no, 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 no that, no, that, that was, was a, that was a Patterson song, but Patterson did do that song when I saw him live last. I,
1: I was walking out, uh, Morgan Wallen. So there's this guy, Morgan Wallen, who's kind of a popular country dude. Um, who just got hemmed up for like his use of the n word, um, but I was walking through the hangar floor and uh, like our, our unit's super cool, so these guys bring out these like studio monitors that are Bluetooth capable and hook up hook up their f- phones to them, and so you'll have one end of the hangar that's playing like just limp biscuit and uh, you know uh the the uh, platoon sergeant for our medical company's always got like Allison Chains and STP and Pearl. It's like all the good '90s shit that we grew up with, and then my guys are al- they're always playing something, right? Um, but he, I walked out the other day and I hear Cover Me Up playing, and I'm like, oh my god! And it was just it was just the intro, but I know that song. I I fucking know Jason's song. And so I was like, oh, goddamn, who the fuck's playing? I was like, who is playing Jason Isbell? So kudos to you. You get an extended lunch break. Go buy yourself a beer for playing Jason Isbell over this speaker. And somebody goes, what are you talking about? And then, like, the main part of the song kicks up. And I go, wait, wait, this isn't Isbell? They're like, no, man. No, there's a song called Cover Me Up by Morgan Wallen. I go, you motherfuckers. I was like, none of you get lunch today. You're all working till fucking (laughs) 7 o'clock tonight. Fuck all of you.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's funny, man. I was pissed. You got to post a couple links to that. I want to hear it.
1: Which, uh, the Morgan Wallen one? Yeah. It's not far off, but he just doesn't have the same voice. And it's it's Nashville produced, and I'm really upset that Isabel even sold it to him. It's kind of like when I hear Stapleton um do any of his songs from when he was with the Steel Drivers cuz the Steel Drivers were just such a solid solid bluegrass outfit and Stapleton was made for that. Um I can appreciate what he's doing now, it just doesn't sound the same. I get I get heartbroken. It's probably like when I when I it's probably like when you hear isbel playing drive-by songs you're like ah it's good it's just so much better when it was drive-by
0: yeah i could see that absolutely Mm -hmm.
1: um well i kind of ran through my that i was hanging
0: out with today he uh he was living in alaska a number of years ago and he remembers when portugal the man was playing as a like a hard rock band um, and now they're like a big pop entity, you know. Oh, like, kind of like Fallout every Boy, time Portugal <laughs> the Man. <laughs> I guess I like I, I couldn't tell you about Fallout Boy, but like Portugal the Man started as like this kind of like post punk band, and then they turned into a, a pop group. Like I can feel it still. Big pop song. Uh, that last album, the last two albums are they just have radio bangers on it, dude? There's
1: a lot of bands that. Um, especially a lot of bands that I have followed throughout the years that have done that too. Uh, the, probably like the biggest one in my mind out of the country, like we, you said hard rock. So like, bring me the horizon, bring me the horizon was, they were like this huge metal core. I don't know. They're not thrash metal, just like this British metal core band. And they released this album, Amo, like three years ago, that was super experimental and i don't mind bands evolving but this is not and they just keep it has now become almost electronic metal um with it's weird um lots of bands are doing that like uh, chris motionless for motions motionless and white completely changed his voice he's not even doing like he's not doing all the screaming and all the they're they weren't making it big enough on the metal stage. So they moved over to the metal core. And then once they kind of got picked up on the metal core, then they moved over to like the pop. The pop metal is what I like to call it. They classified as hard rock. And yeah, 10 years ago I would have said it was hard rock, but it's not. Uh, Asking Alexandria is the same way now. Whatever. Uh, Yeah. Hey, uh, So I kind of ran through my lazy ass Saturday uh, pre-show. You were saying that you didn't even get, Time off since Thursday because you had a mandatory drinking party
0: at work yesterday, dude. That was a lot of fun. Um, it it was a big networking event. Um, a lot of folks, it, the people that show their show their face at the office and the ones that are going to the social events to see people off. You you gain respect and clout, especially like when you're doing a good job at work, and then you're also able to go rip some shots with the guys, and you're like. No, I'm not slurring, bro. I'm not fucked up at all. Inside, you're hurting. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, yeah, we did some of that. Um, uh, My girlfriend had some family coming in from out of town, so we had to immediately pivot to go doing family stuff last night. I got home at 1030, took a breather, went to bed. And when I woke up, walked dogs, make breakfast, I got picked up. I went to a funeral. Um john john peterson passed away and i was friends uh with his. uh, well i'm friends with the family with his sons and and through the sons i i met guys like anthony guyman and a lot of uh old school tacoma people which is really kind (laughs) of unexpected fortuitous like i can't believe how it turned out like i've just known this group and community of people now for 10 years, and there's all of these weird connections. It's such a small city when you start to do stuff like that. Well, John passed away a few weeks ago, so we went to the funeral. Um, And for as sad as it was, I absolutely have a story that I think is funny. And I think you should hear it. When I got picked up, I was with my friend, RJ. Um, We got, we were catching up in the car we're waiting outside of the uh, the church, and, you know, like, I'm trying to walk the line of I'm not trying to be up anybody's business. I'm also not trying to make anybody force small talk, and I haven't seen anybody in a long time, and we're here at a funeral, so I'm really not sure what to do. I'm flying solo. You know, I've got some people that I haven't seen in a long time that that I'm friends with. But it's just kind of odd circumstance. So uh, er, we're all waiting outside. We're we're all catching up, trying to play the small talk game. I decide I'm going to put it down. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to sign into the, uh, the book and then go find my seat, right? Uh, so I sign into the book. This elderly woman turns around. She's got her mask on. She smiles at me. Shakes my hand, it pulls me in for the kindest loving hug. She just she hugged me so well. She goes, I'm so happy to see you. Follow me. This is where our seat is. I'm going, okay, there's a lot of people here. I must know her from somewhere. Like she must recognize me from somewhere, you know? And I just rolled with it, right? And I was like, okay, cool. Let's let's go find her seat. What'd you find? We're four rows back from the pulpit.
1: Now you're like the family and friends, or you're like the family section, almost, or like the extended family section, kind of thing.
0: Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're we're praying together. We're doing the hymns. We're doing the Presbyterian thing. Um, God, hear our our prayers. It's also some Catholic stuff in there, but uh, you know, singing the hymns together, the whole nine yards, and I am dying inside because I'm like I don't know who this is I'm trying to figure it out I'm I'm like trying to think of everybody that I met when I was 21 years old getting hammered in the backyard at somebody's college party now, and h- then, how you old know, is
1: this lady is she like mom age she is in her late 60s okay so this like maybe thinks you're a g- lost grandson or something
0: maybe <laughs> I, grandson nephew cousin One of the young kid's fourth cousins to so and so, but they've always been a nice young man. I like where this is going. Anyway, it it absolutely turned out that way, and so we sat there the entire time, like almost holding hands, doing the prayer stuff. You know, kneeling and standing as you would for a church service. The service concludes. She looks over and she goes, okay, well, I'll see you. I'll see you at reception. I'm going to stay here for a bit and, and check in with some other folks. And I was like, okay, sound, sounds good. So I left it alone and I got back to my friends and I was like, guys, this is so sad. This whole thing, but I have a really funny story to tell you. (laughs) So I quickly relayed them this entire thing and they're like, oh my God, that's so funny. And, well, it's time to go into the reception hall and and shake hands and and what I jokingly what I jokingly say is shake hands kiss babies and you go in a big circle. Shake
1: babies kiss hands like all politicians do.
0: Correct. <laughs> 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 uh when I'm in there, you know, she she flags me down, do you do you want do you want a yorkie? And I'm like, I don't fucking like yorkies. Uh but yeah, I'll I'll have a candy. When I tried to.
1: I Okay. What is a Yorkie? Because my mind min- immediately went like everybody's The minty s- chocolate candy. Okay. My, my mind immediately went that she thought everybody at that funeral was so sad she was handing out small dogs to people. <laughs> like she, there was a box of Yorkshire Terriers and she's handing out Yorkies to people to get them. Okay. A Yorkie is a candy. Got it
0: or maybe it's not I don't know An- anyway <laughs> so I, I begrudgingly take this thing I don't like that candy uh, and we're standing there and my friend RJ is standing right behind me he already knows the whole story and now she's talking to me about this candy and then she leans in and she looks at me and she goes hey you are who I think you are and I was like Aaron and she goes Randy and I said Aaron, she goes, <gasps> <laughs> she absolutely figured it out. And, you know, she gave me props for just rolling with it and trying to figure out if it was who I thought she was. And I had no idea who she was. That's this whole thing happened at the funeral this afternoon. And, uh, as soon as we all went to the bar afterwards and, and we're kind of hanging out, catching up as you do, uh, <laughs> You know, I told everybody at the table and, you know, RJ was there for it. And he was like, oh, my God, that was so, so stinking funny. It, um, who was
1: she? Did we ever did you ever forget like who she thought you were or who she was or?
0: No, no. There's this like weird connection where she thought I was. There was this woman years ago that there was this her and I were trying to cross each other's paths romantically but i remember thinking she's asking me to come by her boat she she lives on a boat and she was like want me to come over on a wednesday night but i i had finals in the morning or something i was like no and then the next time like we run into each other she's like trying to get me to come over and you know come over to the boat man You're like, fuck man that sounds cool that sounds fun she's really really cute and uh i was like no i have a paper due this week you know, <laughs> so it's all to say it reminds me of a time when I started growing up and like taking the hard right over the uh, easy way out. So she was there, but she thought I was that woman's brother, which is a really weird. Well OK. I don't That's know. wonderful. Did, do you- she goes, Leah's Randall, like, you know, her older brother Randall or Randy or whatever and I was like. Aaron
1: (laughs) Uh, so I'm really bad with names Um, like just horrendously bad with names Uh, probably because I I I, I'm a terrible person and I just really tune out a lot of what people are saying Um, I just I I probably need to pay attention more and give people a little more put a little more effort into when people are talking to me give them that respect but do you I, I am I have Not perfected it, but I am known for the like, hey, this is my friend Aaron, and just shoving them to the person that I'm trying to figure out their name because they told me their name three hours ago. And I've met, or the best is when like I meet somebody again the next day or a week later, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 hey, this is my buddy Aaron. and then I like lean over to you, and I expect you to introduce yourself, so I can be like, "Oh, hey, yeah, 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 Bill, Bill." I was about to say that. Good thing you introduced me. Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you his name's Bill. <laughs> I'm so fucking bad at that.
0: Yeah, you're great at parties.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm lots of fun at parties. I just, I'm not gonna know oh, your name. That I know, time. I know you are.
0: You're a. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna talk to everybody. I just don't know what your name is gonna you're,
0: be. You're a bitch in time to hang out with. <laughs> I. Oh, I can't wait to see you guys again. Yeah, yeah, in, in person. So speaking and, of that, and fuck off.
1: Cody's coming up next month. So I've got this episode, next week's episode, and the episode after that. I've got this this one plus two more to record, and then I'm gone until May. Um, but Cody's coming up in April, and so you get to hang out with Cody and Brittany, which is going to be fun because y'all have only ever met for two hours. In real life. It's true. You've never met Brittany.
0: Yeah, she might have sh- shaken my drunk hand. Brittany. No, no, she definitely right was not at
1: that bar. <laughs> she would not be caught no? at the office lounge. Dead. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. It's going to be, we're getting right into it. Like I'm, I'm like two weeks away from pulling the plastic off my garden. Weather's warming up nice out here. We're getting into like springtime.
0: The uh, race season starts in two weeks. No,
1: it started last weekend. The Daytona 500 was last weekend.
0: Excuse me. <laughs> race season starts next week.
1: Oh, when's, is that your first race? When is your first race? Yeah,
0: sure is. Yeah, no, it's on uh, Saturday the 12th.
1: Awesome. Is there, like, live results, or will we just have to kind of wait for you to tell us about it?
0: I think I'll probably just I'll have to tell you about it. I'm sure you'll see the Strava yeah, yeah, well, log as soon as that finishes up, but I don't know what the results will be. Um, just uh, going to have a busy week prepping up for it. I took last week off. We had some nasty weather. Um, looking forward to getting back into it nervous though, but that's okay. You're
1: going to learn so much. You're going to get out there and do everything wrong and you're going to come back chafed and blistered and miserable and go, okay, like now I know (laughs) now I know it's like your very first field exercise where you went out and just didn't have any, you're like, I didn't know I could bring that. Wait, I can do that. I should have, br- why am I bringing, you know, in that first field exercise, you just hated life for 30 days straight. You were, you were cold, you were soaking wet the whole time, you didn't have enough socks, you didn't have enough underwear, you forgot to bring something. <laughs> and then the next field exercise, you were a professional. You were so comfortable.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. Fuck that.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we just get into it. So, where we left off on Thursday's recording was the thing I wanted to talk to you about because it had just broken when Thursday's recording had happened. But it was the bombing of the... It was the bombing, the shelling. I guess it was shelling. It's not bombing. But the shelling and the um, subsequent seizure of the uh, nuclear plant in Ukraine. So... I, I know I'd mentioned it to you. I don't know where your computer cut off, but and I'm, now I'm sure that you have all the information on this, but basically this nuclear plant up there had, it, it supplies 25% of Ukraine's power. Um, you remember me asking you what the two largest countries in Europe were?
0: Yeah, it's Russia and Ukraine. Yeah,
1: right? So it supplies 25% of <laughs> the Ukraine with its power. Um, it is the largest nuclear facility in all of Europe, period. Um, I saw some stuff that the ICC is looking into Putin for war crimes. I've seen some denouncements that, uh, and it, as a matter of fact, I believe it is it is fact, but I've seen some denouncements that shelling, a, like actively targeting a nuclear facility is indeed a war crime. Um. Yeah, he said some crazy stuff today. He said that anybody enforcing a no-fly zone will be um, considered as a war participant regardless of what their organization that they belong to is. So I think he's, like, directly to NATO. He's completely unhinged. And then if Vladimir Zelensky does not become the man of the year... Like if he's not named Times Person of the Year, and probably get a Peace Prize, he's already been nominated. So Vladimir Zelensky has been nominated for a Peace Prize by one of the uh, delegates of the UN, I think already. Um, can we just take like, I I always say five minutes and ends up being a thirty minute spiral, but like five or ten minutes and talk about the balls on the side (laughs) on Vladimir Zelensky and just what an absolute professional this man is what What I think
0: is super crazy is how scary and smart Putin seems to be and you know like he's kind of engineered this big grand master plan for as long as he has but he's not succeeding and, the la- um
1: the last number I saw said that they um that intelligence reports said they believe he's exasperated about forty percent of his initial force has already been like exasperated. That initial push that they've already like they're down forty percent already.
0: Well, there's an old rule you don't invade Russia in the winter. And Russia invaded the Ukraine in the winter. Just that's it's the most demoralizing thing to go do winter warfare. I never had to do winter warfare um, training. I think, well, no, maybe maybe I did. I mean, it was snowy out, and it sucked. It was it was miserable. So, but it wasn't like winter warfare oriented. Like we did no winter warfare. warfare drills. We just did infantry stuff and it was really fucking cold outside, you know what I mean? So So,
1: I've been in that region um this time of year. Um I've been in Poland in January and I've been in Romania in January. Um now where where they're fighting is several lines of latitude north of Romania. Uh, But I was down in Costanta on the same Black Sea that Odessa sits. Um, And I can tell you that it is absolutely miserable. Um, When the wind comes off the Black Sea, everything is ice. Everything is cold. Um, And I was much further south than they are. You're you're talking the difference between, uh, I don't know, probably, let me look at this, the difference between... Montreal and DC kind of distance, um, or I guess for anybody, basically the very top of uh, what's what's the fucking Niagara Falls? It's like Niagara Falls in DC. To that's a little further south, but Niagara Falls in DC to give everybody kind of like a difference in the how far away I was. But yeah, Aaron, you're right. It's it's one thing to go in the middle of the summer and be wet. And hot, it's another thing to go in the middle of the winter and be wet and cold and have everything frozen.
0: Yeah, fuck that, dude. Sounds like a nightmare. Um, What do you... I don't know. The I'll other... tell you what I've noticed in the last couple of days. Uh, the things that kind of pop out are the commentary about um, American Union over this uh, for Ukraine stance. I haven't seen that. That stands out. Um, the second thing that stands out is Lindsey Graham wanting to assassinate Putin. Like <laughs> he he came out and said we should assassinate Putin. Uh, just just weird shit like that.
1: I I think my biggest takeaway so far has been one learning the propr- uh, proper pronunciation of Kiev because I grew up Kiev. calling Kiev. Uh, Kiev that is the yeah the Russian pronunciation so when Kiev. I was li- when I was listening to all these reports and they kept saying Kiev 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 it took me a second so I, and then uh, several news organizations came out and said the proper pronunciation is Kiev that is the Ukrainian pronunciation use that one um, the other thing I noticed is the way the media covers this you um, know I've seen lots of articles about it. And before I saw articles about it, it was the question I was going to ask you, um, in the previous episode that I completely forgot. But the way it's covered, because it's very much covered, um, as civilized, civilized white people fighting civilized white people, not a civilized white nation fighting these dirty muslims or these dirty brown people or these uncivilized foreigners um and the i've seen several articles about about it uh where they're comparing the war that's happening in ukraine to uh the war in afghanistan and the war in iraq and the way they talk about the people uh have you have you seen those articles have you been paying attention to that because I wanted, a, I wanted to bring that up. About wh-
0: a, the Atlantic had an op-ed, and the op-ed effectively referred to Putin as um, as kind of a return to Third Reich motives. He has a different take. He's not a Nazi. In fact, he kind of no. labels, him, labels himself as like anti-Nazi. Well, right? he he says that um, the
1: Ukrainian government is Nazified, and it's. They are they are waging a war against the denazification of Ukraine and President Zelensky, the Jewish but to the point though it's yeah.
0: it it you know Putin is this kind of like neo Hitler guy right and that's that's uh, one way that I I saw the war portrayed. Uh, can we disagree with that? I mean,
1: I, I can't. You know what this reminds me of? Um, actually, so our local historian is not on the episode tonight, but I watched The King's Man last night, you know, the third one in the set. Have you watched that one yet? So it brought up a lot of the history stuff, um, and this reminds me of World War One, where Russia backs out of the war because Lenin takes over Russia. There's the people's uprising against mm. Um, Tsar Nicholas, uh, and that's, I, I, I kind of, I kind of hope it happens where the people of Russia get so fed up that there's another people's revolution against this, you know? Um, and you see that same kind of revolt and revolution like Lenin had, uh, obviously, hopefully not to the same outcome of Lenin's Russia, but, um, that's kind of where, like, where you're talking about the, Putin being the new, the new Hitler, the new ultimate fascist, moving in and declaring that this all belong, all your bases are my, or is it all your bases now mine, or all your bases now belong me, whatever the uh, halo thing is. I don't know, it's sad. I, like I said, I just had those couple questions that I I'd meant to bring up, and I, Never got around to
0: it. I think it's a good question to ask. I just... uh, The whole thing kind of confounds me, and I was a little surprised that the the war kicked off at all. Um, I hope it progresses in a way that leaves the world in a better place. Um, I think the people that stand the most to lose right now are going to be Russians... Actual Russians, uh, not the oligarchs.
1: Yeah, um, I saw some stuff and about... And I also
0: think, like, any of those nations that border Russia, those will be the ones that also suffer. Yeah, I think... Kind of like the people of Ukraine right now.
1: Yeah, I think um, Belarus is about to get hammered pretty hard, too. Um, so they're they're about to have to make... They've already taken a stand. They've already sided with Russia, right? Um, uh, Lukashenko is, was in an, a... Um, excuse me, in the interview where he'd said that he's still waiting for Putin to um, h- uh, give him his military rank. So he's supposed to be a colonel. And um, the interviewer said, well, why would, why would Putin give you the title of colonel? So uh, uh, Lukashenko's currently holds the title of lieutenant colonel in the Russian military, and he's waiting for his promotion from Putin, uh, and this is all from Lukashenko's uh, voice. Like yeah, he had this one-on-one with an interview where he says that, um, yeah, I see the look on your face. <laughs> his his answer to it was, "That's not your problem to worry about. That's my problem." And they go, "Well, how can you be a colonel in um the Russian military? How can you be a colonel in the Russian military?" and provide free people he goes well that's that's not your business that's my problem to worry about
0: (laughs) i mean you know i mean you guess he's not wrong uh, it's a weird
1: situation i don't know i i'm glad that
0: i thought the cold war was over
1: i'm looking at this though i'm I'm very proud for the Ukrainian people, of the Ukrainian people. Um, the footage that's coming out of there. I try to send you, I probably send you all like five or six links a day of video that I'm finding. Uh, one of the really, I don't think I sent it to you today, but you'll see it within the next day or so on Facebook or Instagram. Was the group of um, unarmed Ukrainian civilians marching at a line of Russians and they're firing like firing rounds over their head. And these Ukrainians just don't care. It's, it looks like a small squad, like a small squad, like six to eight uh, Russian military members. Um, And then the camera turns around and there's probably a hundred, 150 unarmed Ukrainians just walking at them while they're firing over their head. And they're just pushing them backwards on this street. Like that's the kind of resistance they're meeting um it you think the american people would do that
0: yeah i do i think what putin's forces are having to reconcile with is at some point when they're being briefed that they're going to invade ukraine there's going to be a presidential directive that's going to say, hey, look, we're going to be acquiring these lands legally. What we can't do is commit war crimes. Do you think, he said, we, stuff.
1: You think he said "You think we can't commit war crimes, or is this one of those, like, you're doing command inventories, and you're like, hey, I'm missing this piece of equipment. I need it by the end of the day. Well, okay. we, I need this piece of equipment by the end of the day. Do you think he's giving like really vague commander's intent? And one of those like, I don't care how it happens, I just need it to happen. But Warning I don't. Any civilians
0: wanna... killed in that particular case? What by those armed forces?
1: No, because they're firing over that. But what yeah. I'm saying is, I. You know the the Russian. They're private...
0: protesting the uh, the invasion, right? Yeah, the Russian... they are doing it on camera, and when you do things on camera, you have to do it the right way. Um. Unfortunately, like, the Russians have still fucked up and have bombed um, administrative buildings. You saw the rocket attack that I posted, and that killed, you know, 12 civilians. And you're like, yeah, man, like, you targeted a government building with people that just run the bureaucracy. Well, there was um, a Which I suppose, is that a military target? I don't know if that's technically like... No, a, it's not a military target,
1: because it's not it's not a defense building you know it's it's something that you go in take by force afterwards with like direct action but not idf uh, indirect fire you know rock uh,
0: what well, was a precision missile strike
1: oh yeah see that's not mil- no uh, no you take it with troops on the ground you know uh, there there was a there was a ukrainian i'm glad you brought that up there was a ukrainian uh, service member a, a uniform service member who posted basically a selfie of him and his squad may have been his platoon or his company um, holed up inside of a Ukrainian school that they were using as a base because they were basically uh, using it as a Ford operating base posted it or shared it to several friends privately. One of his friends says, Ooh, I need, Internet points, and puts it up on Reddit. Hey, this is the selfie. This is where my buddy's at. Let's give a shout-out to the war heroes of Ukraine. Russians on Reddit find the post. uh, Find the post. Go, oh, Ukrainians are using schools as military bases in this city, and then shelled all the... Shelled all the schools. So. Is that a war crime? They went, well, they're using one. They must be using all of them and just shell all the schools or. I don't know. And that's why I was asking, like. Do we. Us as Americans, the United States, are we cohesive enough? Do we have, every the the left's idea of what the United States is and the right's idea of what United States is are two different things? I think I think we can agree on that. Uh, but I don't think that I don't know. Do Americans as a whole? What are we three hundred thirty million people or something like that? Do Americans as a whole have that, like, unified sense of this is our country and would they be doing that? Or do we have a mass exodus to Mexico and Canada?
0: There's plenty of people here that would uh, stick it out. Ultimately, moving across state lines is expensive and it's economically hard. So it takes a disaster to force somebody to do it. Um, the people that are fleeing right now are fleeing for very pragmatic reasons. If the United States were invaded, I think you would see migration across state lines, but not international lines. If people went internationally, it's because they are really set to lose the most. And there's only one place for them to go.
1: Damn. Yeah they haven't made it and very, even
0: then i think it would be a temporary
1: and, and they haven't made it very far in um the, you know they're they really haven't like if you're looking at maps of updated maps of what is occupied you know of course they've taken uh Crimea. um they've taken land between like just north of Crimea. they of course they have the the um the Donetsk and Luhansk regions, Maripol, um, They still can't get to Kiev or Kiev. I'm sorry. Um, they had Kharkiv and then it got taken back from them. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, they're just not. They're going to run out of money very soon. They're already running out of gas. They're already running out of resources.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of sentiment in Russia where uh, the sanctions. For as for as good as we think they are, they actually harm Russians at the uh, middle class middle and lower classes. Well, I think
1: that's the point, isn't it? You destabilize the economy. I, I mean, the fact is right now that the Russian ruble is is worth less than several video game currencies. It costs more to buy video game currencies. Like Roblox bucks, it costs more to buy a Roblox buck than it does to buy a Russian ruble at the moment. I, we're not economists. We're not military strategists. Like it's just
0: no, nah, it's just bad.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, have you seen anything else going on in the news that? Because it, it was it was fun to talk. Uh, fun. It wasn't fun to talk about it, but it was. It was good to talk about it when it first happened but there's so much coverage now
0: what i'd like to do is is read a couple articles by like defense an- analysis and see kind of what the the bitter uh the bigger broader scope implications are because there's a implication that you know there's all this positive stuff that's coming from it the ukraine is standing up to the big foreign enemy russia you know like russia is the big arch enemy of democracy right yeah has been for a long time um but there's an analysis out there that also says that this conflict for as much as it can harm russia can can also equally harm uh american interests i think it was it was by uh, that publication from university of texas it's um horns of war or horns of dilemma, um the war horse podcast or something or another. It's it's their Lyndon B. Johnson School of Foreign Policy Studies has a military division at the graduate level. And they have a bunch of guys that will uh do fellowships in intelligence uh fellowship works um for uh organizations in Washington D C a lot of people will retire out of the State Department or the CIA and go to either this grad school to teach and uh, hold a faculty position or they'll go to Georgetown, This is really weird. Anyway, th- but they published something kind of saying that we we could see negative. There's something negative that we should consider that could happen, and I can't remember... Well, I didn't read what it was. So I think it'd be worth looking into a little bit further and kind of asking ourselves, what's the worst case scenario from all of this? I I think if I'm answering that question, it's the nuclear war uh, factor, the nuclear forces. um, You were talking about the energy sector that that was shelled or bombed. Yeah, I think that does constitute as a war crime. Uh, God bless Ukraine. I mean, Chernobyl was such an awful, awful environmental disaster. And
1: and the Russians hold Chernobyl right now. (laughs) How is that a strategic point? (laughs) Who wants to go, hey, hey, we're going to go invade America. Let's make sure we get Three Mile Island first. Hey, make sure we get the american southwest the testing grounds we need those immediately
0: maybe there's something there we don't see i don't know I, I i don't know what it is um but i can't think in terms of like strategic moves i barely knew anything at the tactical level i'm going to grab a beer do you want anything
1: no no, no i'm good at the moment <laughs>
0: I'll be right back. I'm gonna grab a beer.
1: Yeah, so the Aaron's back with his beer. Uh yeah, like like I said in the last episode, we're not we're not saying anything that the news that we're regurgitating news at this point. But the thing that we do best here on this podcast is make uh make observations and comments about people being assholes. Because we're really good at it, but mostly because the three of us are assholes, so we're really good about making observations about people being assholes. Um,
0: There is a time. I've been on a, I've been on a self righteous kick.
1: Well, we get to be self righteous. I finally
0: finally fucking caught myself doing it too.
1: Well, we get to be self righteous then. So much like, um, much like people wearing baseball hats at funerals, there is a time and place for everything, and know your audience. Lauren Bobbert and the State of the Union Aaron
0: People don't get booed often. <laughs> and people don't often boo their own party because it's a big faux pas, but you you know what else is a big faux pas is booing the fucking president when there's a war going on. That bitch got up in front of the her fucking party and started booing Joe Biden and fuck Joe Biden I think he's a moron right
1: I just I I think but he's disingenuous
0: agreed right like it's probably the worst thing I could ever say about him right but Lauren Bobbard is booing the guy in front of Congress you know and she got booed by her own party so fuck her man Right, here, here we go. I got it. I got it. ...pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home, many of the world's fittest and best-trained warriors in the world, never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness. A cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin. I know. One of those, one of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. I don't know for sure if the burn pit that he lived near, that his hooch was near, in Iraq and earlier than that in Kosovo, is the cause of his brain cancer.
1: Thirteen of them. Are we still on the? Are, are we still on this? Uh, this Hillary did. Hillary killed everybody. Thing <laughs> is that what is that really what the issue is going to be at the State of the Union? Something that happened. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That was a terrible, terrible, terrible event. But that's what she's referring to, right? Am I wrong?
0: Actually, I had a hard time hearing her. So, if you could break it down, oh,
1: just- so he, ta- so he says, he says, um, this is. You know how we bring people home and flag draped coffins, and Lauren Bobbert says thirteen of them, and I believe she's talking about Benghazi. I, if if I am not mistaken, that's where, that's where, wasn't it? Thirteen people dead. Yeah, no, deaths. I don't know what she's talking about, but she says 13 of them.
0: So I, is she just, like, throwing out conspiracy numbers? I,
1: I don't know. Uh, so uh, that's what I don't – so that one I didn't get. I'm going to do some – I'll do some research on that. But what an inappropriate time.
0: Yeah, so decorum it, there. That's what that's what really caught me off guard and that's the part that that bothers me about politicians is they kind of do uh what kids do which is shame each other on on social media and then when it comes to all the in-person, you know, in-person stuff they they shake each other's hands. Warren Bobbard is the the oh. one that will actually spit on your boots though. So right? she was the s- But her rhetoric is just so conspiracy theory based Uh, and she's referring to this before I think she is absolutely a representation of her constituency
1: (laughs) no 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 her supporters she's a perfect representation of her donors
0: does that work sure because it's not her weird it's not her constituency
1: uh,
0: no we've talked about how there's a a big base for people that um, will vote their party thinking that's the way it's uh, that's that's the best thing for me what was interesting was following the news for people in in the red belt voting for Trump in office and then suffering his executive policies when he when he took the presidency and i think the same goes for for liberals you know on the other end of the uh, of the sphere so the uh i don't know the 13 she's Robert, referring to is the uh,
1: 13 us service members who died during the evacuation of afghanistan that's what she's talking about um her and marjorie taylor green seem to be well and ben shapiro seem to be uncomfortably Obsessed with uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Uh, so you remember AOC's gala dress? Well,
0: God bless, God bless Cortez. She's a moron too. She's <laughs> done some really bad interviews. Oh, her yeah. foreign policy is like, she foreign policy is not her strength or or her solid point. You know. It,
1: well, you remember has, you remember AOC's gala dress that she wore that had uh, tax the rich on it. And so yeah. Bobbert shows up to a meeting with, I think, Trump, but she shows up to a meeting like a week later with a dress that says Trump 2024 on it. Um, to the State of the Union, she wears a black shawl on top of her dress that says Drill Baby Drill on the back of it. I see your eyes just went up. You didn't know about that, did you? No. <laughs> I these people, man, cool she got yeah uh the uh, she has Bobbert has somebody a Republican running against her in the primaries um who has said that Colorado needs a bull, not a bullshitter, and like his video is just nothing but it's literally like people running for their lives as drops of shit rain from the sky and are taking people out and it's directed it is directed at her. It is an attack on her from her own party.
0: Good. Create some competition. It's oh man. This woman. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. American politics. I, I think we could spend a lifetime talking about American politics. And there there's so much resentment in there, uh, I think it just comes down to people wanting power. If You know, I love to have power over the American system and run the country the way I'd like to see it run. But I have zero scope on how to run a nation, much less my own household. So I guess I'll let it be to the professionals well, but big ki- eye roll, by the way. I mean, like big eye roll. No, I was gonna say because
1: I mean? you can't call that professional.
0: You can't. They're... No, they're terrible, man. They really are.
1: Well, I mean, but that's. I guess that's kind of what you expect from people who think that this is a illegitimate presidency,
0: anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, illegitimate uh, presidency. Uh, It does seem incompetent. I'll agree with them on that, but well, when really, I when I say I'm
1: illegitimate, not, I'm talking about the Biden stole steal, the, the vote and yeah. all that.
0: Right, right, yeah. But uh, like, let's be honest. I'm not really for the other guy either. Grab him by the pussy. That guy's a piece of shit, dude. Like, I really had a hard time with that one. Um, Joe Biden is just a. I don't know. He's Sleepy Joe. Wait, they got something right there.
1: When I look at when I look at world leaders um I it is incredible to me that so how old is Justin Trudeau? Trudeau's in what his 40s? Um
0: nice in f- 50s. Is he
1: Yeah, he's he is exactly 50. He'll be on Christmas this year he will be 51. Um Vladimir Zelensky is
0: mid fifties. Uh
1: he is forty four years old. Couple Hmm. born a couple days after I was. Well I guess birthday a couple days after mine. Um for some reason how old's Putin Putin's probably in his sixties. Right? He's sixty nine years old. For some reason the American public has decided the people that best represent them are eighty year old men. <laughs> and, and for the life of me, I cannot figure out why that we've decided this is the demographic that best represents uh, like best represents the American people. I don't get it. Um, let's look at just quick some age distribution to the United States. So people 65 plus in the United States represent less than 17% of the population. Most of the population. Oh, these are terrible. This is a terrible, terrible graph is between 15 and 64 years old. Uh, that is absolute garbage. That's way too broad of a thing, um, but sixteen percent of the people. Yeah, so a quarter of, a quarter of your population is between the age of thirty five and forty five, with sixteen and a half percent being over sixty five years old. I can only imagine what it is like at the eighty year old. We're probably talking like five percent of the population. Um, But collectively Hell, between 35 and 64 The like, prime working ages 26 to 64 Let's go 26 to 64 That's 50% of your population That is paying taxes, working Feeding the majority of your economy And we've chosen 5% of the population To represent 50% of the population
0: On par for course
1: it's just It doesn't make sense to me it does like no. If we get if we get invaded, and by if if Mexico, Canada, China, and well, let's say let's say Mexico, Canada, Russia, and fucking France all decide to invade one from each side, and we are hopelessly overrun, is my eighty five year old president going to be out there on the front lines, like my forty four year old Zelensky is?
0: probably not. I don't know. Shower thoughts. But uh if it's Independence Day you know that guys going to be flying F14 shooting rockets at aliens.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh just just thoughts, yeah. But Joe Biden, I'm sorry, is he's not 80 years old yet. He'll be 80 on November 20th. Uh but you get my you get my drift. Uh, he, Fuck he's been in the Senate Since 1973 <laughs> Isn't that crazy He's been in the Senate Longer than I've been alive Fucking term limits is a thing I don't know why this is people He's a great example of one. Oh god Nancy Pelosi is another uh, Strom Thurmond was another good one That why we need time, uh, term limits Mitch McConnell is another good reason Of why we need term limits uh, I hate to say it, but Bernie Sanders, another reason why we need fucking term limits.
0: Uh, I like Bernie's approach.
1: I like his approach, but you got to, he's fighting the good fight.
0: He's but, fighting the good fight, but he sounds, you know, like a, a crazy old person with some <laughs> really good ideas. It just, you know, the whole Southern kind of. Right-wing agenda thing. They they just don't see Bernie Sanders. They just don't <laughs> see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, there's this crazy white guy raising his hands, talking about free college.
1: It ain't free. Nothing's free. Freedom ain't even free. free. Somebody's paying for it. Go get a job, you fucking liberal. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Pay Heard. some goddamn taxes. Get off of welfare.
0: Heard. Fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Whatever, man. I don't know. I, we're kind of at a, I, I think we're kind of at the end point here, unless you got other stuff that you don't talk about.
0: Man, uh, I'm drinking beer. It's Saturday night. Hanging out with my homie. Yeah. Podcasting. Like, uh, this is the good life, truly.
1: <laughs> it is. I can't wait to be out of this damn camper. It's going to be wonderful.
0: Got like I can't wait for us to get linked up and... And do a a barbecue cooking session and, and do yeah. some boozing in person. Uh, We're due great. for one. We'll get you on the horse.
1: Caitlin will put you on a horse. Bar- Hell yeah. Borrow a pair of cowboy boots.
0: Um. When Maddie gets back, uh, she'll be back in tomorrow. I'll start putting something together uh, maybe sometime there in May. Uh, when yeah, free up.
1: May, June, something like that, yeah.
0: Cool. Um, I got to take some PTO was looking to do a national park tour. I really want to do 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 a, a cycling trip up to Yosemite. The car is finally coming out of the shop on Monday. Good. Um the bike is got a bunch of pre-race inspections done, so no mechanical errors going into race season. I'm going car um, shopping
1: next weekend.
0: Yeah, you got the the VW build that you're looking at, right? Uh
1: Volkswagen, Subaru, mm-hmm. and a Honda. I've never owned a car that was less than 12 years old. Um,
0: uh, hey, man, I know those uh, Toyotas are
1: expensive. They don't have the bill. So I'm looking for a commuter car. I'm going to do like a sedan, uh, but I'm really looking at hatchbacks. I really want a, uh, like, that Volkswagen is not a hatchback. The Civic I was looking at is a hatchback, and the Subaru I was looking at is like an
0: actual fucking, ha- like a wagon. And that's what I really Hey, that Subaru it it killed me when the engine failed on it um it just doesn't have all the options
1: there it's a great vehicle um and it's i'm not spending a lot of money like
0: i'm talking the engine when it when it when the engine busted on me that subaru that i had it, it was like it was a $15,000 mistake is what it came down to uh, you know what i mean like yeah. um the subarus are interesting cars cuz they're really cool looking I'm just not sure how reliable they are after having had one.
1: I know that's why I'm. I really want so the re, the cars that I picked are all manuals because if I'm gonna buy like I'm gonna buy a stick, I'm just gonna have fun with it. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna buy a stick. What about
0: like one of those like late eighty model, eighties model uh, Volvos? No, the, the whole, Volvo wagons. The whole reason I'm doing this... those the, are cool. So
1: this is gonna be my commuter car because so I filled okay. up, I filled up twice this. Yeah, I filled up twice this week. I need to fill up again.
0: You're spending 4 or 500 dollars a month on on fuel right now. Yeah. So, I filled oh, up seven 700. That's what it was. It was 700. 700.
1: I filled up on and we're talking like I'm going till it says 30 miles left in my tank on my fuel estimator. I filled up the other day and that was $79 cuz it's a 23 gallon tank. Um at and our fuel prices aren't as bad as they are everywhere. I filled up for 3 Three fifty nine dollars a
0: gallon. Uh, well, it's I, finally starting to, to hurt.
1: Yeah. But it's just one of those that and I knew it was going to happen. Uh, I knew I was going to be filling up two and a half times a week. Like, that's what it is. Math comes out to two and a half times a week. So I'm filling up 10 times a month. And you're figuring each each time I fill up is costing me between 60 and $70 um, on the low end. So I was looking at cars that get good gas mileage. So that Volkswagen Jetta GLI, I can get it in a stick. It's got all the features that I want and like adding all the packages and all the fun stuff, you know, the good stereo and you know, if I'm going to buy a brand new car, I'm going to have fun with it. It came out to $31,000 and that's like my that was my top end. So I'm not spending more than $35,000. I just refused to do it. The Subaru with everything that I wanted was only 25 grand. And then even the Civic, the Civic, I couldn't go to the top end that I really wanted, uh, but I got everything that I wanted for like 28,000. So I don't know. We're going to look at it. Uh, Caitlin's got a, Caitlin's got a car, uh, that gets, it's like 16 miles a gallon. It's a little bit better than my truck. Um, it's like 20 on the highway, maybe. So I think we're going to trade hers in because it's only got 85,000 miles on it and it's still in really good condition. And we're looking at like $10,000 on that one on trade-in value. Um, that way I can leave the truck here and she can do all of her stuff because her dually is constantly hooked up to a trailer, moving horses back mm-hmm. and forth. So I can leave the truck here for her so she can run and you know go to the feed store and whatnot while I'm at work. And then I'm not burning through $700 a month in fuel, I can effectively cut that in half and drop that down to like 350 bucks. And the car payment at 450 means I'm only spending an extra $100 a month.
0: Yeah, and then you save the life of the truck yeah. a little bit longer. Yeah, because the truck's 206000
1: it th- 206,
0: Yeah, it'll be a f- like a working
1: farm truck. Where I can... like yeah, At that it, point, I stop... It's
0: going to be nice having... Uh, I'm in the same position. Like, I don't have to... But I don't have to commute. the The car that mm. I bought is absolutely the car that I wanted. Yeah, no. Yeah, and I wanted like an early, <laughs> early two thousands forerunner, right? And I wanted to turn my little adventure truck. Mm-hmm. So all the maintenance that's getting done to it was going to need to be done anyway. It's got 200,000 uh, 200, miles on it. It's twenty years old. So a new steering column, the electrical issues, the four wheel drive actuator pennies in the bucket when it comes to the lifetime of the car, because other than that, the thing drives great. So, Well,
1: what I'd like to do is with my truck, and I don't know if North Carolina does it, um, but what I want to do is I want to get farm tags on it, like Texas did, where I don't have oh, to. Oh, yeah,
0: those are cool. Yeah,
1: where I don't yeah. have to pay all, like I don't pay registration fees and all that shit. I don't have to get it inspected. It is a farm truck. So as, I can take it on the road if I'm going to get, like going to the feed store and back but that's it. I can't park it downtown kind of thing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Lots of decisions, right? Lots of decisions. Anyway.
0: That's pretty cool, man. Anyway, yeah, I I got nothing else. Uh, I'll be sipping beers for the rest of the night if you got questions to expand on. Other than that, I'll I'll stop hitting record here, and we can wrap this up. And I don't know, you want to rip another shot after this?
1: Yeah, yeah, let me. uh, Yeah, we'll do that. Cool. Uh,
0: Hey uh uh thank you to our listeners um we really appreciate every single last one of you um if you have a comment or a question please hit us up uh at drunk week in review on our Instagram Oh um, Aaron's doing We socials. have drunk week in review on our Twitter. We uh, are is DW it just Drunk nope. Week in Review. We are at DWIR
1: podcast.
0: Okay. Uh those are the primary socials. JM, what else, what am I missing?
1: So you can find us on facebook.com slash Review or your drunkweekinreview at gmail.com. Hit us up for uh, Pretty Little Loggers at gmail.com for all the old school listeners. Always got to get it out. A shout out to our buddy Tim. Um, he is LO. Oh, Vano. Yeah, Vano, right? So uh, Mosen, check him out on uh, Spotify. He's released three or four more tracks. He's got a full EP out now, but he is the one that's doing the intro and the outro music. Um, the intro and the outro music is called "Race Against Time." Uh, it was his very first single, so make sure you check him out. Uh, for all of our listeners, if anybody was following our feed, um, to vote for my buddy Aaron's band, Truth and Tragedy, I just want to let you guys know that if y'all voted for him, whether you like the music or not, uh, they were able to get into Walkin. Uh, I'm sorry, they were able to get to the Rock. Ooh, it was one of the festivals in Germany, uh, metal festival. Pretty dope. They're actually going to be playing with Hollywood Undead, I saw was on that lineup. So we were able to get him into a festival, uh, vote him into a festival that has some major players into it. So Truth and Tragedy, appreciate y'all helping him out. Uh, do us a favor, and we are one, we're actually one Play shy of 2000. I'm looking at it right now. I just refreshed 1999. But just send it to a friend. Um, Tell them to check out your favorite episode, an episode that you thought we were good on. Um, Send it to them. Uh, We're not, we're not, nobody's making money off of this, but we would like to get, you know, the audience up a little bit. You know, hopefully, we could
0: probably come up with another sweepstakes where if you tagged four friends. Yeah, we could post. Yeah, we can figure I'm something out. I'm sure we out. could probably come come up with something like that. But.
1: Um, but we, I mean, we really appreciate it. So send it out to people. Um, send it out to your friends in other states. Send it out to people that you don't talk to. Send it out to people that you know like podcasts or just ran out of their favorite podcast and need something to listen to. Send them over to Pretty Little Loggers. You know, maybe they thought that was funny as shit. Who knows? Um Oh, and then uh uh, uh,
0: uh, uh... call, us. call us for being number one thousand on Apex. Yeah,
1: fuck you, call us, get good. Uh all right everybody. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. Uh good night and we love you.